Good evening. How are you? I hope you are well. So, our last evening together. It is good to start thinking about possible retreat resolutions. A good resolution should be specific and concrete. Don't say, my resolution is to be a good person or not to hurt anyone. They're too broad, too general. Try to be more specific. St. Faustina had a one-day retreat and afterwards composed three specific resolutions for herself. First, helpfulness towards the sisters. Second, do not speak about those who are absent and defend the good name of my neighbor. Third, rejoice in the success of others. So I hope this helps to make good and specific resolutions. Uh, let us begin with a short prayer. I want to use another prayer from St. Faustina's diary. Uh, when you hear the words, uh, you'll know why. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for the little daily crosses, for opposition to my endeavors, for the hardships of communal life, for the misinterpretation of my intentions, for humiliations at the hands of others, for the harsh way in which we are treated, for false suspicions, for poor health and loss of strength, for self-denial, for dying to myself, for lack of recognition in everything, for the upsetting of all my plans. Thank you, Jesus, for interior sufferings, for dryness of spirit, for terrors, fears, and incertitudes, for the darkness and the deep interior night, for temptations and various ordeals, for torments too difficult to describe, especially for those which no one will understand, for the hour of death with its fierce struggle and all its bitterness. I thank you, Jesus, you who first drank the cup of bitterness before you gave it to me in a much milder form. I put my lips to this cup of your holy will. Let all be done according to your good pleasure. Let that which your wisdom ordained before the ages be done to me. I want to drink the cup to its last drop and not seek to know the reason why. In bitterness is my joy, in hopelessness is my trust. In you, O Lord, all is good, all is a gift of your paternal heart. I do not prefer consolations over bitterness or bitterness over consolations, but thank you, O Jesus, for everything. Amen. Mary, Mother of Mercy, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint Faustina, pray for us. Saint John Paul II, pray for us. Saint Teresa of Avila, pray for us. Saint John of the Cross, pray for us. Saint Therese of the Little Flower, pray for us.
All of God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. I think, if you feel inspired, we should start thanking Jesus for this pandemic. I know, it sounds crazy, but we believe God is good, yes? All the time, yes? Even now? St. Paul says, In all circumstances, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Okay. Suffering is a mystery. Suffering is a great mystery. We cannot fully understand it or comprehend it, nor can we fully explain it. So, with that said, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. No, just kidding. In her diary, St. Faustina says, Suffering is the greatest treasure. Wow. Would you agree? Or would you agree that suffering is the greatest garbage? We only see suffering from our limited human perspective, from our human eyes and senses. It hurts, it's painful, I don't like it, it doesn't make sense, it must be bad. We don't see it from God's all-knowing, all-loving, all-wise perspective. We only see the beginning, but not the end result or finished product. St. Paul says, we walk by faith, not by sight. To understand suffering, we need to really see it with eyes of faith. In the first letter of St. John, it says, God is love. Jesus loves us with an infinite love. Jesus loves us so much that he wants to share his life with us completely, all of it, his joys, his glories, and yes, even his sorrows. If he didn't share everything with us, it wouldn't be complete and total love. Whenever we suffer, Jesus shares his sorrows with us. When we suffer, Jesus is inviting us to share in his passion. Jesus himself says to St. Faustina, I have been waiting to share my suffering with you, for who can understand my suffering better than my spouse? The bridegroom, Jesus, wants to share his suffering with us, his bride. How intimate is his love. Our suffering is a chance to be with Jesus, to suffer with him. And in suffering with him, we can console him. Jesus says in the diary, suffering will be a sign to you that I am with you. Already when we are suffering, Jesus is with us. What he waits for is for our acceptance and to be with him. 
Suffering is a great opportunity to love him. Love is a two-way street. He tells Faustina, Join your suffering to my passion. Where were the twelve apostles when Jesus endured his passion? They all abandoned him. They were more afraid to die. They did not want to join in his passion. Only John, the beloved disciple, remained with Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. During Holy Week, we usually sing this song. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? When we accept our sufferings, we can truly say, yes, I was there with Jesus, suffering with him. Jesus says to St. Faustina, I thirst for salvation of souls. Help me, my daughter, to save souls. Join your sufferings to my passion and offer them to the Heavenly Father for sinners. When we accept our sufferings and unite them with Jesus' passion, we help in the salvation of souls. Our sufferings become meritorious. Really? You mean my ingrown toenail can be meritorious? My depression can be meritorious? My daily commute to work can be meritorious? Doing my chemistry homework can be meritorious? Dealing with my mother-in-law can be meritorious? How is that possible? You know, something beautiful happened when Jesus took up his cross and endured his passion. Something really beautiful. God is love. And whatever love touches, it transforms it into something beautiful. When Jesus endured his passion, suffering was touched by love. And when this happened, suffering was transformed into something beautiful. Suffering then became redemptive, salvific, meritorious, something good. By his wounds, we were healed. We call this day Good Friday. Love transforms. Death was transformed as well. It was once thought to be the end, but became a door to new life. So what about our suffering? When we suffer and accept it with love and unite it with Jesus on the cross, our suffering too becomes redemptive and meritorious. This is how we can help to save souls. St. Faustina says, I united my sufferings with the sufferings of Jesus and offered them for myself and for the conversion of souls. Because of love, suffering now has meaning and purpose.
So our sufferings, whether by sickness, failure, trial, or pandemic, can be meritorious, provided that we suffer with love. Without love, suffering isn't transformed and remains empty pain and sorrow, just wasted pain. St. Faustina says, Great love can change small things into great ones. And it is only love which lends value to our actions. Great love can change your chemistry homework into a beautiful and great work. Great love can transform your depression into something meritorious in order to save souls. You can convert sinners while driving with love through morning traffic. I heard a star story of a widowed father dying with cancer on his deathbed. The children would come every day to visit him. With his health declining, the children were sad to see him suffering so much. One of his daughters encouraged him, Papa, you can go now. It's okay. Be with Mama now. We will be okay here. We, can take care, we will take care of ourselves. But the father responded, No, I want to live as long as I can. I want to suffer and offer it up for the conversion of my son. The son had been far from God and far from the church. But when the son heard this, he cried and wept. This father knew the value of suffering. The typical human response to suffering, almost instinctual response, is to run away, to avoid, to eliminate. It's painful, I don't like it, get it away from me. If we want our suffering to have value and merit, this response must be guided by faith. Remember, we walk by faith, not by sight. And our faith tells us that suffering is an invitation from Jesus to enter more deeply into his life. And when we participate with Jesus in his sorrows, he then shares with us his glories. I want to share a vision St. Faustina had in her diary. She writes, Then I saw the Lord Jesus nailed to the cross. When he had hung on it for a while, I saw a multitude of souls crucified like him. Then I saw a second multitude of souls and a third. The second multitude was not nailed to their crosses, but were holding them firmly in their hands. The third were neither nailed to their crosses nor holding them firmly in their hands, but were dragging their crosses behind them and were discontent. Jesus then said to me, Do you see these souls? Those who are like me in the pain and contempt they suffer will be like me also in glory, and those who resemble me less in pain and contempt will also bear less resemblance to me in glory. And the Lord also gave me to understand what unimaginable glory awaits the person 
who resembles the suffering of Jesus here on earth. So who wants to be glorious? Or would you rather be ugly, filthy, despicable, putrid? There are only two options in the end, either glorious or yucky. Which one do you want, heaven or hell? The road to glory is paved by crosses and thorns. And all the saints walked this way. Let's take a step back. Why are the saints glorious? Because of the suffering they accepted and endured. Why did they accept suffering? Out of love for Jesus and for souls. This is what makes them glorious. Love transforms something, suffering into something beautiful. I used to live in Rome for two years. There is a church near Piazza Navona called Sant'Andrea della Valle, St. Andrew of the Valley. Inside the church, above the main altar, there is a painting of St. Andrew being crucified on an X-shaped cross. Above St. Andrew is an angel flying uh, to him with a crown, a crown of martyrdom. This is his reward for his suffering. He was already receiving a crown of glory for his martyrdom. When we suffer with Jesus, we are united to him. And there is something important happening in this union with Jesus on the cross. St. Paul describes it like this. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Uh, similarly, Jesus says to St. Faustina, when your mind is dimmed and your sufferings are great, it is then that you take an active part in my passion and I am conforming you more fully to myself. Being on the cross with Jesus, there is a transformation taking place within us. We are being conformed into the image of Christ. The bride must resemble the bridegroom. Perhaps this may be the source of pain because of the purification taking place within us, a purification of love. Our self-love is being purified and transformed into love of God. And the more we suffer, the purer our love becomes. St. Faustina says, through suffering, the soul becomes like the Savior. In suffering, love becomes crystallized. The greater the suffering, the purer the love. One of the most beautiful women I ever met 
was at the Shrine of Divine Mercy in the Philippines. When I first met her, she was a complete wreck, a mess. She had recently, recently been diagnosed with cancer, stage 3. I heard her confession and gave her a small book, Divine Mercy, Message, and Devotion. I, I told her, do not be afraid. Pray the chaplet of Divine Mercy and trust in Jesus. After a few months, she visited again and was completely different. She was noticeably more peaceful. I heard her confession, and I noticed that the book I gave her in her hand looked like it had aged 20 years. She had devoured the book several times. She told me how she was reading it over and over again. In the following months, she would visit her condition getting worse, but she was always smiling and always at peace. The last time I saw her, she was on her wheelchair. Her skin was already yellow. She had, she had pink eyes because of jaundice and came for confession and anointing, but still smiling despite the pain and completely at peace. She told me she was offering her sufferings for the conversion of her family. She knew the value of suffering, and I saw Christ in her. I've entitled this talk, I'm Afraid of Dying. One of the big reasons we are afraid of dying is because we are afraid of suffering. As your spiritual father, I don't want you to be afraid of suffering or of dying. I want you to suffer well, to enjoy and savor your suffering, to enjoy being with Jesus on the cross, consoling him, loving him, and offering it for the salvation of souls. I also want you to die well to die with grace, peace, and joy in anticipation of a new and glorious life. Many people die unprepared and die a fearful, lonely, and agonizing death. Personally, I think we should have a class in every Catholic high school, how to die well. I mean, we have chemistry, biology, why not deathology? You know, I took chemistry. I know the periodic table, but I never use it. What a waste. But all of us will die eventually. And how many of us are prepared? I think we should also have a class on suffering. Maybe they can be combined. Just a thought. But seriously, all of you educators out there, pray about it. How to suffer well. Saint Faustina can teach us. Follow the saints. You know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. They already paved the way. Just follow them.
First acceptance, St. Faustina writes, My God, although my sufferings are great and protracted, I accept them from your hands as magnificent gifts. I accept them all, even the ones that other souls have refused to accept. You can come, come to me with everything, my Jesus. I will refuse you nothing. The first natural human response to suffering is avoidance, rejection, to run away. Even Jesus in the garden said, take this cup away from me. But we have to allow our faith to respond, to guide our, our action. And this can take some time. Faith is kind of like a delayed response, especially for beginners. But after some time, faith will recognize and say, this is a gift from God. You should accept it. The saints recognized suffering and accepted immediately, right away. They are advanced souls. But for many of us, we are still beginners. It's okay. God is patient with us. Second, unite with Jesus. St. Faustina writes, In order to gain merit from my suffering, I will unite more, myself more closely in suffering to the passion of the Lord. Without Jesus, there is no merit, there is no glory, because there is no love. We suffer not for self-gain, it's about Jesus. We suffer with intention and purpose. Our focus is loving Jesus, suffering with Jesus, consoling Jesus. Third, ask for strength. St. Faustina writes, I do not ask, Lord, that you take me down from the cross, but I implore you to give me the strength to remain steadfast upon it. I want to be stretched out upon the cross as you were, Jesus. I want all the tortures and pains that you suffered. Suffering, especially when prolonged, is a test of our faith. When we feel tired and weak, we are tempted to give up and quit. It is in this time our hearts are being stretched and purified in order to love more. I hope and pray that after this talk, you would see suffering in a new and beautiful light, that you would not be afraid to suffer with Jesus. In fact, that you would look forward to his invitations and be eager to accept them. The saints saw suffering as golden opportunities to be with Jesus and love him, and they grabbed as many of them as possible. I leave with you a last word from St. Faustina. Oh, if only the suffering soul knew how it is loved by God, it would die of joy and excess of happiness. Someday, we will know the value of suffering, but then we will no longer be able to suffer. The present moment is ours.
Let us close with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving Lord Jesus, our Savior and Redeemer, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for offering your life for us by your passion and death on the cross. Give us the grace to see our sufferings as an invitation to be with you and to suffer with you. Help us to be more present to our sufferings and to unite them with your sufferings on the cross, that we may not waste our sufferings, but console you and love you more and merit the salvation of souls. We ask this through you in union with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.